welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue in this series on identifying and dealing with manipulation. Well, this is a tough series because I realize that it's a very uh, hurtful or painful area for a lot of people, and especially if you've been through any kind of manipulation. I had mentioned earlier on that I've dealt with it firsthand with someone I love very much, and I felt so uh, helpless in reaching out to them and, and helping them to see what was happening to them. Because the way that it's done by manipulators is so crafty, and even almost genius in how they have figured out the psyche of another person and they're able to wrap them around their finger and get them to do whatever they want them to do. Uh, Almost like a puppet on a string. And it's it's sad to watch because some of the smartest people can be hypnotized into this trap. And it can lead to very devastating circumstances. So uh, I want to get back to helping you understand if you're being manipulated or somebody that you love is being manipulated. And I don't care if it's an individual that's being manipulated or if we're talking about a people group or a culture or a um, maybe it's happening in your work environment. Maybe it's a specific leader or boss that's doing it. Or it could be an entire government that's doing it. I've seen that happen too. They call that uh, mass psychosis. Uh, well, whatever the case might be, identifying it is the first part. And so that we've been spending the first few uh, talking about identifying it. And then we're going to get into some solutions on how to deal with it and how to come out of it. Okay, so hang with me because this is going to get brighter as we move into it. All right, so I want to get back to uh, the the next item on the list. And, and, and it's called love bombing or indulgence. indulgences. Um, and, and, and this really is, the best way to describe this is sort of a wave effect. And it truly is a brainwashing technique. And what it does is um, there will be uh, temporary freedoms given uh, or episodes of being kind or good or doing special favors or letting you off the hook or leading you on in some way that makes you feel like it's going to be better now. And it gives you this sense of hope. And uh, you start to entertain the thought that, you know what, um, I'm going to be okay. I can make it through this. You know, uh, this person or this culture or this whatever is going to get better now. And, and they do it in such a way that they truly know how to win you over and make you feel really great about staying with them and about continuing the process that they started and um, it, it can just be, um, again, if you're on the other side of this, watching this happen to somebody, it's crushing. Um, because the things that, that that person or that group or whatever is doing can be very nice. And, and they can come across so amazingly wonderful in one moment. 
But then that wave is over or the honeymoon is over from the short period of indulgences or uh, waves or love bombing or whatever you want to refer to it as. There's obviously a lot of definitions here that you could use. And it's, it, it's followed by an episode of intense emotional, verbal, or physical abuse again. But this, whoever the abuser is, they know just how far they can push it. And they recognize when that person starts to either wake up or pull away. Or, or perhaps if they feel like they've just kind of done it enough because they're really good at doing it, right? And they decide, okay, I better you know, let the clamp off now for a while and, and, and give them another break. Um, another honeymoon, another episode of kindness or good. And the more that they can keep this wave going, you know, good and then bad and then good and then bad, the more that they can grip this person in their psyche or their psychology to stay with them long term and to really begin to get wrapped up in their diabolical plans so much so that they believe them. Now, this happens inside of the brain um, and I've talked about the amygdala before. The amygdala is the emotional center of the brain. And this kind of manipulation, this, this waves of, of good and bad and good and bad, uh, it, it really causes a cellular change inside of the amygdala to the point that it's almost impossible to shake that person awake and help them to see what's actually happening to them. Okay? So they end up falling into this trap of deception and, um, and no matter what anybody says to them, even they can be walking out with bruises all over their face. And no matter what anybody says to them, they just can't believe it anymore. They don't, they, they're too far in. They've become too involved and they've become too enraptured in the process of this, of this type of manipulation. Um, so well, looking at it as an example here, um, in a reverse situation, consider a child's temper tantrums. Every day for three days, you ignore the child's tantrum. And you don't give them what they want. Then on the fourth day, you can't take it anymore and you give the brat their candy. Well, what do you think the child's going to do on day five? Well, one good thing after a hundred bad things is enough to make you keep trying to please the abuser. Especially after, you support, after your support network has been taken away from the isolation and the other things we've talked about, right? And then your abuser's sole focus and your mentally... It, or is your sole focus, and you're mentally and physically drained by the abuser's demands. Uh, so now, you know, you're caught up in this thing, and you just can't see any way out. Even on the days when you feel like you can kind of see through what's happening, and you're unhappy with it, um, but you still can't come to terms with the fact that you're, you're the one that needs to take action, because either you're afraid of the abuser, or the consequences, or you're afraid of living without them because maybe all of those waves they've provided have been too good. Um, another term for this is Stockholm Syndrome. And I don't know, you know, some of you may have heard that before. And that often comes from narcissistic behaviors against the, the victim from the perpetrator. And again, it doesn't matter if it's a person or a group of people doing this. The result is always the same. And uh, it's incredibly dangerous and damaging because once you've gotten the victim in the situation, now you can begin to demonstrate some sort of omnipotence against them. And, um, and, and, and this is where it gets very scary. So I actually run out of time today, so we're going to come back tomorrow. Again, I know this is the doom and gloom part, but hang with me. We are going to have some solutions on this. 
And so, uh, again, if, if you think someone might benefit, please share it. It's Michelle Steffes, Reframe and Rewire. Thanks for joining.